Wave Award is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 or older. Football playoffs, and we knew you would because you've been listening to Waiver Wired all season. Congratulations! The good news is you might even get Justin Jefferson back too. Bad news is you might be without Justin Herbert or CJ Stroud, but don't worry, we have solutions for you, Eddie. How many teams made it to the playoffs? Oh man, well I got my my best team made it, so I'm happy with that. Um, but I have a kind of a fantasy bedache within that league, a different league, a listener league. I joined a major major bedache in that one. Okay. I missed it in that one. So the scenario basically just comes down to uh, I was seven and seven, and this league has um, divisions, so it's a two division okay. league, bigger mm-hmm. league. And uh, the guy ahead of me, the team ahead of me, was seven six and one. So because he had the tiebreaker, a better winning was percentage he made it in as the final seed i missed it seven and seven the reason why it's a bed ache i outscored him by like 150 points so if it was going by point totals obviously if he lost that game that tied it which is also absurd to tie in fantasy when you think about it down to the decimal um it's i would have made it in it's it's nuts and and i'm like i needed him to lose didn't lose um and i i won my last week so everything worked out in my favor and i, like I said i outscored him i should have made it in there did not um, so unfortunate in that league. And then my other league, phenomenal team, arguably the best team. Uh, my brother is in that league. He now has the top seed, which is never fun uh, to have your little brother uh, winning that league right now. So my team lost to it. But I, I got, you know, the Bimageddon, the second Bimageddon came. I was like five guys mm-hmm. on the bench and uh, I lost the game by a handful of points to a really bad team, but nothing I could have done. Like there's no guys on my bench I could have put in that would have outscored. It was yeah. what it was like no guys yeah. available. Um, ran into a tough team last week and lost. So I had a two game losing streak, which I never had all season long. Uh, I dropped from the number one seed to the three seed and I lost my, my bye week. And now that means that I have to play this week up this upcoming week instead of me sitting home, you know, kicking my feet up and relaxing. So, so I really had a tough fantasy week. I know people are going to complain. Don't complain. Say like, well, at least you made the playoffs. That is true. I'm happy I'm in. Um, but it's never fun to play when you don't have to play. So terrible bed aches for me going on this week. Yeah, I hear you because, yeah, getting that bye week means a lot because you could just have an off week and it would stink if you had the best team all season. I had a, you know, a couple of interesting ones, like actually in League of Leagues, which I'm sure you've heard yeah. about a lot on this network. I had... I had a 4% chance of making the playoffs two weeks ago and I needed my team to win out this week. And then I needed two other teams that were ahead of me to lose so that we would all have a tie record. And then I would have the most points as a tiebreaker. We did it. Can you believe that? Uh, So we're the sixth seed, but like, I I mean, I've never seen such luck. And then another league I finished with the most points. So I'm making like 750 bucks for that for the regular season, but then we still go on. But anyway, Um, I, speaking of points, like, I think this is something we don't talk about enough. How do you use points? Cause like I'm in one league, I was in one league where I was eliminated because I actually had the only four people advance and I had the second best record and I had the fifth, uh, sorry, fourth most points, but I didn't advance because two of the most point seeds advanced and two two record seeds advanced and two point seeds advanced. And I was tied for the second best record. And that person had a few more points and then two point seeds who had like two fewer wins than me advanced. And here's my issue with the points thing. I like it for tiebreakers, 
And I guess I understand if you're like in a six team league and the six team gets in via points, Mm -hmm. but then in reality, like, unless there's a major difference in points, like it could just be that you had one awesome week where you really ran up the score, but the rest of the week you weren't really winning. You weren't really making the right start. So I don't really think that it's more fair to go by most points. Jen, I am so glad you brought this up because of my losing the, the seating. Like I just mentioned in the one of the leagues, I've been texting my, my friends, my lifelong friends. I'm like, I in the league. uh, We use Yahoo. And I was like, I want to like, so, like right into Yahoo and be like, let us use uh strength of schedule because like you just said it, yeah. like, you know, to make the NFL equivalent, the Miami Dolphins exactly. run up the score. They, they, they beat a bunch of bad teams. They lose to the good teams. I beat every top seed. I spanked them every top seed. I beat them. And, uh, and I, I still lose. I lost my, my, my buy because the, uh, the guy in second place now has more points versus me, but I beat him. And I beat the first seed and I beat the fourth seed. I beat every playoff team. I, uh, my, I dominated all the best teams, but because I scored a little bit less than someone else, I, I, I'm so with you. The, the points for thing is annoying. It also like, it, it's just, yeah, in certain scenarios, it does help you. I think it should be like, if you needed to like a second tiebreaker, like some scenarios, like a crazy scenario, I'm fine with that. But to me, it's like your strength of victories, your strength of schedule should definitely matter uh, more so. Mm-hmm. That should be weighted way more than the points for. I'm, I, that's a, I wish that you can make more leaks customizable. So uh, any of people who are doing your leagues and you agree with me, please uh, tweet. I'd love to hear your stories. Yeah, I agree. So the, the, here are the things I would like to see as possible alterations to fantasy football leagues, that things that could be considered one, that consideration or strength of schedule matters mm-hmm. more than max points, mm-hmm. as you said Two, eliminate kickers. I guess yes. you guys can do this as yes. you are, but like, come on, now. Brandon Aubrey is the reason why in that league, I didn't get that seed. I was just like that because one good, and I don't, I love you, Brandon Aubrey. I'm a Cowboys fan, but come on, Mm -hmm. really? A kicker is the reason? Anyway, after I had a better record all season and then somebody randomly starts a kicker, whatever, fine. No kickers, that's what I think. And number three, I think there should be some way to somehow reward receivers that are getting PI calls and gaining yards for your team, but then you miss out on that catch. So maybe like, half of the yards. Like if it's like a 30 yard game, you get like a 15 yard game, maybe no catch or something, you know, but, but some kind of a credit, because I do think there's some value there that is somehow lost. So those, those are just ideas I have for the future. I love that. Um, I mean, you, you see, you, 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 you see that underthrow PI call once per game in every game throughout the week. At, and at it's least. always, and it's always like a 30 plus pass yard play. So like you would have had a lot of PPR. It's a point for the catch, you know, three points of the yards, whatever. Like you, you definitely, that, that has to come into consideration because the NFL is constantly evolving. So fantasy should evolve with the league. So I'm with you. We have to talk, of course, about Patrick Mahomes. I know we talked about Patrick Mahomes last week, but I feel like there's so much more to say about our Mahomey this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, I, it's probably been talked about to death, but the whole offsides on Kadarius Tony call and uh, the way that Mahomes behaved on the sideline. Does it bother you? Does it change the way you feel about Mahomes? Yeah, we have to weigh in this. That's like the beginning of the season with the Aaron Rodgers injury. It's like everyone must weigh right. in. We have to do. Um, I I think 
Mahomes was livid um, because it's more to do and any and Andy Reid spoke up too, which he never really does. And it's more about the state of officiating in the league overall. I mean, we just heard right. Troy Aikman on Monday Night Football lay into them. Super inconsistent. And he just like you never want to see a call that kind of change the outcome of a game at the end of a game. Um, he also like, you know, people point out too that Von Miller was offsides clearly uh, on that final drive. I'm not sure if it was the final play or not, but he was offsides as well. So they miss stuff. They call that. Um, Kadarius Tony was clearly offsides. There is no debating that whatsoever. So if Mahomes' only thing was he wasn't offsides, like he's wrong there. If his real issue, his real, uh, you know, he's the axe to grind over, calling you know ticky tack stuff late in the game. I I kind of understand him, but. Tony, I, I think we have the footage now. He never actually checked with the line official if he was lined up correctly, which if you do and you go over to the official and you give a thumbs up, thumbs down, they'll tell you like, no, you're offside. You're going to get the call. They'll move back. He never, he never did that. So um, Mahomes, if that's like his leg to stand on, not really working. But I do understand his frustration with the inconsistent calls we've seen uh, throughout the league um, this year. So uh, he's probably wrong to go crazy, but um, the call is right. I mean, that's that's like there's no way around that. So I agree that he was wrong to go crazy, obviously. And when I was watching the game, I saw him going off and I was like, whoa, he is really mad. I was like, finally, he's yelling at his receivers because nothing is fixing them. And then I found out later he was yelling at the refs. And that's what bugged me because I think Patrick McCombs has gone too far as far as falling on the sword for the other things that are wrong with their team. Mm -hmm. I understand he's trying to be a leader and all of those things that make him, you know, a great quarterback, but there's a point where the great quarterbacks, such as, you know, Aaron Rodgers, go to the receivers. Tom Brady would do this and be like, you better straighten this up. And the fact that he went to blaming the refs instead of just yelling at Kadarius Tony bothered me. And I, again, as I said, I understand that that's been his method. Like, oh, no, the receivers are great. He always says that week after week. But if someone doesn't light a fire under their butts, they're never going to get better. And Kadarius Tony is known for causing problems. And you know, he was a giant. Mm -hmm. So like, this should be a learning moment. But as far as like, overall, how I feel about Mahomes, I think people were too rough on Mahomes. Look, he was mad. He was upset. I think he took his frustration out on the wrong people, though he does have a point about the general officiating. I agree about that. Absolutely. It has been inconsistent to be kind. That's putting it kindly. But we need to let the guy have a break. Okay. Like yeah. let him have a break. I, I do I have always hated how he's constantly like if somebody touches him, he's like calling for a penalty, like it's a little wussy. Mm-hmm. But he's also doing it because he can probably get it and other quarterbacks get it. So he just wants it to be even, is my thought. And it is true that it does seem like there were some tough calls that went against the Chiefs recently. And those tough calls, unfortunately, have affected our fantasy teams and his fantasy output. And that's what brings me to our next topic, Eddie. He's got the Patriots this week, okay? Mm -hmm. So Patrick Mahomes is the QB8 for the season. You know, not bad. However, as we discussed last week, based on where you took him, based on his draft capital, it's disappointing. So let me tell you who's ahead of him. Dak Prescott is the QB three. Brock Purdy is the QB five. CJ Stroud is the QB six. And Sam Howell is the QB seven. He has more fantasy points than Patrick Mahomes. Now, of course, by contrast, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts are one and two, just as they were drafted. So they paid off. 
But across the past six games, he's only delivered more than 20 fantasy points once. Now, I don't actually think that his skills have declined. Whether it's the receivers, whether it's the system, whether it's the refs, I don't think it really matters. What we got to talk about this week is, can you start Patrick Mahomes with confidence? Because it is no longer like, okay, if I lose this week, I have another week to make up for it. This is it. You have to win out. It's sudden death. How confident are you starting Patrick Mahomes this weekend versus the Patriots who've allowed like the sixth fewest points to opposing quarterbacks this year? Yep. This is a massive week for Mahomes, the Chiefs offense, and the, just the Chiefs in general. Um, you know, the the Patriots coming off of a Thursday night victory over the Steelers, which we thought was going to be an ugly game, going to go under. That went over. Uh, Belly Zappi mm-hmm. looked like a, a, a fine quarterback, better than Mac Jones has played. Um, and then you have the Chiefs team, which we just talked about, suffering that brutal loss uh, to the Bills. So it's a really good barometer to see how they'll be, how he'll be the rest of the way. Uh, I believe like the, the Patriots defense is only going to have like 14 touchdown pass the entire season, like a very good unit. And that's, and things are not going well right now in new England, like with the rumors, like Belichick's gone. It's like his fate is sealed. Um, this has to be a get right game, not only for Mahomes, but for, for Travis Kelsey too. And he was fine last week, but he hasn't scored since I believe November 20th versus the Eagles. So um, I, you, you for a game, like you need to see Mahomes have a three touchdown performance. Like you need yeah, to like I think he's due. 300 yards. Like you, if you see that, you go, okay, like Patty was pissed off, like chip on his shoulder, um, had his outburst. Like we just discussed and they're going to move on from him. They're going to be fine the rest of the way. If this is like a 17, 14 game and he has like, you know, barely over 200 uh, passing yards, another interception, Kelsey doesn't score. It, it's not, it, I'm not blaming Patrick Mahomes, but it's certainly a Chiefs front office problem where they did not put the proper players around him. This kind of reminds me of like the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, like where they just did not draft a single first round offensive player to help him. That's kind of what's coming on here. And it, again, we talked about this last week. Kelsey, like father time hits everyone. Like he he's slowing down a bit. Teams are kind of figuring him out. His brain's probably elsewhere, other stuff going on. They should have done right by him, put more talent around him. And I, I think there has to be some kind of adjustments made but personally i am picking the chiefs to win i think mahomes will have a get right game but this is massive like this is paramount for him so uh if he struggles in this one then you 100 yeah. percent have cost for concern for your next playoff rounds yeah but the problem is he could cost you this playoff round and that's what i want to talk about and i want to know how much you're willing to bet on patrick mahomes because this is very spicy okay this is very spicy and i'm not necessarily saying people should do it but i want to bring up five different quarterbacks that you could consider starting ahead of Mahomes, okay? I'm not saying you should. I just want to present them and and make a case for them and see how comfortable you feel, okay? Okay. Ready? Number one, Matt Stafford. Here's the case for starting him over Mahomes. Ready? Past three games, he's had 23 or more fantasy points. He has elite weapons, as we've discussed. Cooper Cup looked like Cooper Cup again on Sunday, right? Kyron Williams, the threat of the run game. And here's the best part. The commanders have allowed the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks this year. He's got the commanders. Would you consider starting Matt Stafford over Patrick Mahomes? 
I mean, absolutely. If if you if especially if you're a team, you're you're confident your receivers, tight ends, uh, running backs. This Rams offense has been so balanced. It's not only Cooper Cup who's like back healthy again, back in his uh, usual form, but like Puka is outstanding. Like even like uh, with Higby out, they just plug in Allen. He finds a way, and then with having Kyron behind you, who's like always good for eighty plus rushing yards. Like it's just so balanced, so good. Um, I, yeah, there's always the, the risk of Mahomes having that super high end game. Course. But but why yes. are you? But like if you have the option to not roll the dice uh, versus a tough Patriots defense, like it wouldn't shock either of us. If this is like a classic bill Belichick game where they just shut right. everything down and they find shut a way to win. Kelsey. So, and with how bad the commies are, um, I, I think that is a, a very tough decision and I would not, I would not be against starting Stafford. Okay. That's why, that's why these, all of these guys that I'm about to mention, by the way, are guys that you could have gotten on the waiver wire may even still be able to get on the waiver wire. The next guy I'm going to mention, uh, you would have had to get him on the waiver wire some time ago because he wouldn't still be available, but I want to present options where people who drafted Patrick Mahomes early might've picked up a quarterback that I'm talking about. I'm not going to tell you start Jalen hurts over Patrick Mahomes because obviously you don't have both those quarterbacks. Okay. All right. Here's another one. Again, this guy is probably not available, but you might have him on your bench, and it's Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, again, has been amazing. He's been in the top 12 eight times this season. He's been in the top six in four of the last five starts, and he's got Arizona. I uh, you start I'm, Brock Purdy? I'm definitely starting Brock Purdy. That's not a, that's not a no-brainer. Brock over, Purdy. Over Mahomes. Over Mahomes. Brock Purdy, right. he's, in the, he's in the MVP conversation Which for a reason. Every reason, every every stat, like, he's just, it's he's been so good, it's been boring. Like, he's like, every I week, I feel like it's like, oh, perfect quarterback rating again. And even if they blow out the Cardinals, which, I mean, it's a big point total. I don't think they'll blow him out. But, like, he'll get his in the first half. He'll give you a huge performance. He'll have, last week was the leading passer in the NFL, like, 300, whatever, almost 400 yards. Like, it's just like two touchdowns are a gimme. And you're not really getting that all the time consistently from Mahomes right now. So, Purdy, for me, is a no-brainer. Okay, here's the third one. Again, we're going down the list of priority. Stafford felt like the strongest for me. Purdy, the next strongest. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. This is more cuspy. Jordan Love. Now I know Jordan Love has been hot and cold all season, and this last performance was not so great, but he has 23 passing touchdowns. Guess who else has 23 passing touchdowns? It's Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Yep. That's right. And Jordan Love's touchdowns have all come recently. Patrick Mahomes has been throwing like one per game. So now I I would only do this if Christian Watson plays, because it's clear that Jordan Love is better with the threat of Christian Watson. And if Aaron Jones is available too, when he has all those threats, it feels like it might open up the game. And it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No team has allowed more touchdowns, more passing yards than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers across the last eight weeks of play. No team has been more generous. Hmm. I think hmm. I it, the biggest obstacle with love over Mahomes uh, for anyone in the in the fantasy world is just like forgetting the name value and playing the defensive matchup. And I think people feel like I drafted Mahomes. I have to play Mahomes. He is Patrick Mahomes, MVP, Super Bowl winner, Jordan Love. Like you said, roller coaster season. Uh, had a big opportunity on prime time to beat the Giants to whip the Giants. He did not do that. Um, I, it's funny. I when you just said that, I googled the weather to check in. What's going on in Lambo? Looks like Sunday. 40 degrees, which is like warm for this time of year. Uh, wind mm-hmm. only nine miles per hour. So th- that won't be a factor. The defense of the Bucks, not great. Um, I do think the, 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 the Packers should win the game. Um, I think the reason why you don't start 
the uh, Jordan Love is because I do think if Mahomes has an average game, it'll still probably be around what Love will give you. So I think because you'll have the similar um, stat lines, I think you just start the guy that you probably drafted really, really high. So I think I'd probably lean Mahomes there. All right. Um, but I, I, I do. I think in the fantasy world, we have to be better. Uh, about recognizing the bad passing defenses, the bad rushing defenses, and play those matchups. It's just hard to do when you have, you know, number 15 in the Kansas City Chiefs. I would probably, in this situation, I'll be honest, I would start Mahomes over Love because this is a point where I'm starting pedigree. I don't trust Love. However, if someone felt like I've been burned by Mahomes, I wouldn't fault you for starting Mm -hmm. Love. So for Mm -hmm. me, I would go Mahomes here, but I do think it's worth a conversation. Okay, number four. Guess who else? There are three football players that have 23 passing touchdowns this season. So we named two Patrick Mahomes and Joe Patrick Mahomes and Jordan Love. Who's the third? Is it Russ? It's Russ, baby. So we've talked about Russell Wilson before and we've said, you know, like he isn't throwing for a lot of yards, but he's been incredibly efficient. I mean, Cortland Sutton has 10 touchdowns on 699 yards. It's like a 20% rate. It's insane. And he's the X receiver in this Joe Lombardi offense. It's working for Russell Wilson. So Russell Wilson also has 23 passing touchdowns and he has 318 rushing yards, which ranks eight amongst quarterbacks. And he's been coming on stronger with the mobility of the, across the last few weeks. He's only only finished with the single digits once this season. Mm-hmm. And here's the best part. He's got the Detroit Lions. They've allowed the second most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks across the last eight weeks of play. Would you consider starting another veteran with high pedigree, Russell Wilson? We're not talking about, you know, a young Jordan Love over Patrick Mahomes. I think... You know, if I had to rank them right now, um, it's, it's Stafford and and Russ are like neck and neck of who to start over Mahomes. Um, you know, I've been reading a lot of stuff about Russ actually because I do have him on a team, and it, he's not the old like he's not the three hundred plus passing yard guy anymore. He's not the three nope. touchdown guy anymore. Uh, he uses his legs when he has to. Um, but I do think lately you've seen, especially with like Corton, uh, Corlin Sutton, like he's, he's gotten more comfortable with them. Like they're on the incline, they're on the rise. Like there's a chance they could make the playoffs. Um, I do like that. Russ has been, he's like a better game. He's a game manager. Plus like a better version of a game manager. It's yeah. a safe floor. He's Brock Purdy-ish, if you yes, will. Exactly. That's, that's a great, it's a great comp. And he, the one thing I would be a little um, skittish about is like, if you just look at attempts, Mahomes has like a hundred more attempts than Russ does. He doesn't mm-hmm. throw nearly as much. So um, again, it's one of those things where if you're playing the matchups, like I would not be shocked if this if we come out of this game with Russ having two touchdowns over probably 250 passing yards and you're getting a really nice game from him. Um, you'll Maybe probably, 30, 40 rushing yards too. He can randomly throw that. Oh, he's a great guy for player props. Always take his yeah. over. He'll find his way to do that. I'm totally with you on that. Um, again, it's just that it, he'll never have the ceiling of a Mahomes. So if you start him, I'm not going to go crazy. Um, That's right. But it's a floor play. It's a floor play for sure. Um, I would probably, man, I, it. you know what? This isn't easy. I, I may. I, I didn't even warn you we were going to play this game either. I, no, I know. I because uh, <laughs> I, I. It's like if you. It's like a fifty-one forty-nine sort of thing. You're right there. Like I'd probably lean Mahomes just because of the bigger game. Yes. But in terms of like matchups, like it's a great matchup, and like just Russ is his. He's kind of like gotten a lot more comfortable. He's just he looks like kind of like his old self. And uh, if you want to have a safe floor to win your first round game, um, I'm not. I'm not opposed to it whatsoever. 
All right, last one. You ready? Now you're going to say, okay, Jen, now you've jumped the shark. This is insane. I would never consider this. I think you know where I'm going here. Is Jake Browning. Do you realize he's finished as the QB4 in consecutive weeks? And one time he did it in prime time with a lot of pressure. And the reason why I have to bring this up is because is there any quarterback that has more elite weapons? Maybe Matt Stafford. That's about it. Right. Maybe. And that's a maybe. Okay. I mean, you've got Joe Mixon. You've got Chase Brown coming on strong. You've got Jamar Chase. You've got T Higgins. Like it is stacked there. So he has all the weapons. And he he seems to remain calm and cool. Plus, he has an athletic play style. Like, he could also get you some rushing yards. He had three total touchdowns last week. One of them was mm-hmm. rushing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the matchup is like, okay, versus the Vikings. I mean, we saw the Vikings hold the Raiders to no points last week, but I don't think that counts. We're going to throw that out. Uh, quarterbacks have been able to get – they've been averaging about 20 points per game versus the Vikings. Okay? So – um, I think Browning, uh, he's less if you volatile. you need a waiver wire pick, yeah, he's, he's one of my he's, favorites. He's less volatile right now than I think Jordan Love. I think I probably would not yeah. start him because if you start Jake Browning and you have Mahomes and you lose your game, you're going to look you're like gonna a, feel the like biggest an idiot, idiot and you're going to, you should right. get kicked out of your league. That being said, we, we actually talked about Browning at length. And I said, like, you know, when he came out of college, like Pac 12 passing leader, um, I actually gave out his prop on, on minus three. He's getting like plus money for if you, if you Jake Browning over one and a half touchdown passes plus money. He's now qualified because um, he's thrown enough passes attempts to, to like he's in the upper echelon of like every quarterback stat. like he has now qualified he is good you know the, Brock Purdy isn't the only guy who's kind of unheralded out of college that comes in and makes a name for himself we've seen it around the league a lot this year and I think Browning is a guy that like if he actually got a job somewhere else he'd be a, a very viable starting quarterback again that being said probably would stick with Mahomes uh, just because you cannot start a back of quarterback and, and lose your league I don't want you to lose your fantasy matchup with this guy but I do think Browning also it'll probably be a close game I think he'll be passing from the beginning of the game all the way to the end of the fourth quarter. So um, obviously there's a chance that Mahomes may not if they blow out the Patriots. But um, I still think, again, that 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 ceiling for Mahomes is way, way above where Jake Browning would be. All right. Well, there you go, guys. I mean, honorable mentions to like Joe Flacco, just in case you want to like be able to brag to say you won your fantasy matchup with a 38 year old quarterback off the couch. He's an option. Kyler Murray not as bad as a matchup as people think he's actually been good on a per game basis and the Niners have actually been pretty generous to opposing passing quarterbacks which he can do too I'm just a little more concerned with the injury to Hollywood Brown etc etc Justin Fields is somebody that's been on fire lately but it's a really tough matchup so that's a really tough one for me this week mm-hmm. um and and Jared Goff is a tough one for me this week too because it's a tough matchup though he is at home where he's better but the Lions seem to be just kind of flailing lately they, they've they've gotten yeah. they're struggling so I think they're starting to sputter and I hope they can pick it back up but I don't think they quite look like one of the elite teams in the NFC anymore after we saw uh you know the Niners be dominant and the Eagles the Cowboys be dominant versus the Eagles and those three teams now stand out uh, stand out to me as the best Yep, yeah, the, the the Lions quickly. Uh, it's a team that we trusted everything and working right in fantasy. Um, overall, they're just they're a sinking ship right now. So it's 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 not a good time in Detroit.
It is uh, still possible that you can put in some waiver claims. So we are just going to quickly run down the list of waivers. Uh, probably the priority for this week is going to be Zamir White because it's unlikely that Josh Jacobs is going to start uh, with the hyperextended knee. And it's a short week and Thursday night. So we'll talk more about that. Of course, uh, Ty Chandler is someone you got to keep your eye on Alexander Madison, but he could take over duties. Um. Uh, uh, CEH, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and Jarek McKinnon. Keep your eye on Isaiah Pacheco. McKinnon had the more productive fantasy day last week, but CEH took all the early down work. So either of those guys could be useful on Sunday. Got to keep your eye on Brian Robinson Jr. Maybe Antonio Gibson is a play versus the Rams. Who else have we got? Um, if you were desperate for a tight end, you can try Hunter Henry, who seems to be a favorite red zone target, though, you know, the matchup isn't as good this week, but next week it's excellent because I believe it's the Broncos he has next week. Um, so th those are a few guys to put your waiver claims in on. Michael Wilson is a wide receiver. I really like OBJ. If he's available, go get a OBJ. I like Zay Jones. He was the most targeted player last week, even though Evan Ingram had the biggest, bigger day. Zay Jones is going to step up. It's not just going to be Parker Washington. So don't get too fooled by that. Zay Jones should be someone you consider. And there you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I did that really fast. But if you guys have any specific questions about waivers, feel free to shoot them over to me. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full the word Omaha and the word full and then you place your first bet up to $1,250 if you win great if you keep those winnings but if you lose you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet 21 and over only offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona Colorado Illinois Indiana Iowa Kansas Louisiana Massachusetts Maryland Michigan New Jersey New York Ohio Pennsylvania Tennessee Virginia West Virginia and Wyoming new users and first $10 plus wager only must register with eligible promo code bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss maximum bonus bet $1,250 bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles see caesars.com slash promos for full terms void where prohibited know when to stop before you start gambling problem arizona call 1-800 next step colorado wyoming kansas affiliated with kansas crossing casino call 1-800-522-4700 indiana call 1-800-9 with it iowa call 1-800 bets off louisiana call 1-877-770-STOP licensed through horseshoe bossier city and harris new orleans massachusetts call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117 Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia 1-800-GAMBLER.net New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have to talk about CJ Stroud and Justin Herbert. Um, unfortunately, Justin Herbert's done for the season. What is your concern level for his weapons, Eddie? Like Keenan Allen. I mean, Josh Palmer's coming back, which could be good, but they'll be playing with Easton Stick. Does it make you want to sit Keenan Allen? Yeah, that that's the thing. It's uh, it, weirdly enough, like he used to he was finding Quentin Johnston uh, finally showing up. He had a connection with him. The, the younger guys there, uh, I think it does help Austin Eckler in the sense that they're probably just going to go mm. and run heavy attack because they don't Me really too. trust. They don't trust them. Um, also, like this, this franchise is like so snake bit. <laughs> I mean, from the the yeah. man, the the head coaching hires to the GM uh, not getting bring the agency contracts are terrible guys like they found Herbert but outside of that it's been it's been brutal but uh I do think I you know I'm going to say like yeah I'd probably say it's going to be a, a lot of a struggle for the receivers but the way this NFL season has gone with backup quarterbacks especially like unheralded backups guys or late round picks or undrafted they've been figuring it out so I mean like maybe yeah. I'm wrong here but I, mean, uh, I, I definitely love Eckler you're probably, I do too. And in fact, when we get to the Thursday Night Football game here in just a minute, I actually, you'll see, I have an article out in a video out where I'm taking the over on the Eckler rushing yards. I saw you like that too. So we'll, we'll give our reasons for that. Um, what about Justin Jefferson with Nick Mullins? Because this one concerns me. I'll be really honest. Not only is it Nick Mullins, who's a backup quarterback and was only okay when he was there last year, but mostly because Jefferson's probably still really banged up and might mostly be a decoy. And I hate to say to sit an elite receiver, but if you have someone like, you know, an OBJ in a great matchup, it would be tempting to start OBJ over Justin Jefferson, at least until I saw him look okay. Yep. I am. That's exactly. I totally agree with you. Uh, he injured and then he was a, like delayed coming back and he kept saying he's not going to rush it, which makes me think the injury is probably worse than it was and gets a different injury, a chest injury. And as of the time of recording this, it looks like like they're saying it's like still kind of unclear. Um, they obviously like one less day of rest because they're playing on Saturday. But I, I think he probably will play. But like now the Vikings are playing with their traded backup quarterbacks backup who's bounced around. And again, the league has this year, it's been wonky and a lot of the, you know, back quarterbacks have been fine, but you never really feel great about a Nick Mullins to Justin Jefferson connection here. Uh, plus the injury. And then plus like, you know, with Hawkinson there and, and, and Jordan Addison there, he, they, he probably will lose some, some targets. I think, if you have another home run type player, like you mentioned, OBJ, who is uh, coming on very, very strong, especially the last mm -hmm. three games with the Ravens, I, I would feel and targets, same and as Zay Flowers, targets and, and yards. The he's matchup always, is good. OBJ is averaging like Jacksonville. 
21 yards uh, a catch. It's it's nuts the last three weeks uh, for the Ravens. So I, I would be more inclined to start a guy like that. You could trust in who you may start Justin Jefferson, not only a decoy or he comes, he leaves the game again. If it re-aggravates the injury, I, I just feel like this is kind of a lost year for JJ, which, which is unfortunate. So I would feel very, very skittish about that. Kind of been a lost year for JJ. It's kind of been a lost year for T Higgins. Um, I, I tweeted out to the listeners uh, to let me know their regular season fantasy MVP. And we got some awesome answers. Let me tell you the ones that had the most votes. Tyree Kill. Mm-hmm. Raheem Mostert. Because Mostert was like a zero RB pick, right? For those of you that didn't want RBs, you were getting him so late. And he has been a beast. Raheem Mostert. CeeDee Lamb. Has been because he was like end of first round, beginning of second round, and he's been far more valuable than Justin Jefferson. Um, we also got a lot of Kyron Williams, Mm -hmm. a waiver wire darling. So it's been you guys, thanks for listening to the pod all year because I hope that we've been able to give you some good advice and these guys have been able to carry you. Now, another another player that is a fantasy MVP for a lot of people is CJ Stroud, but I believe he only has about a 30% chance of clearing concussion protocol. And without Stroud, I'm not so confident about the receivers or how they'll be used with Davis Mills. But this is interesting to me. Last I checked in, let me know if this has changed, Eddie. The Texans are getting one and a half points versus Tennessee. Now, I know Tennessee looked good on Monday. Levis looked good. But should CJ Stroud clear concussion protocol you know that line is going to flip and i'm tempted to just take that one and a half points and kind of gamble that cj stroud starts well jen it's now up to two and a half points um on on the spread there uh which is a severe overreaction by the public to the levis monday night football game obviously we want to get into the mvp debate i mean tyree kill missing that time shows you even deandre hopkins himself says uh, tyree kill is the mvp um yeah you know i I, obviously if stride doesn't play i probably christian mccaffrey i think if christian mccaffrey was out we'd see major major faults in that niners offense as well without question um i would probably lean tie-ins without Stroud, but if Stroud played and you're getting two and a half points, uh, I don't care if they're on the road. You got to take that. Also, with the Stroud hit versus the, in, that, in that brutal Jets game, which is a very un-CJ Stroud-like game, uh, probably should have been a penalty. No, no, like, talk about inconsistent refereeing. So, unfortunate, like, end of game hit that caused this um, at a terrible time for people that have either the, you know, the receivers on, uh, on Houston or, or CJ Stroud. So this is bad. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that he can play um, for those who have them. So, yeah, I mean, right now, if you want to hop on that on Caesars Texans plus two and a half, he does play, you're going to get a winner. Mm. Yeah. I think I'm doing that. It's just a play. I feel like I'm willing to make and, and plus it's still possible that plus two and a half, the Texans could do it even with Davis Mills. Sure. It's not like, you know, so uh, yeah, I'm interested. I'm, I'm just, Yeah, I'm interested in it. I think there is an overreaction to Will Levis. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. All right, let's talk Thursday night football, Eddie. We have Easton Stick versus Aiden O'Connell, the marquee matchup Amazon always dreamed of for Thursday night football. Game total is set at 33 and a half. Is that correct? It keeps moving a little bit. Right now it is at 34 and a half. Chargers still getting oh, three. Four and a half. Mm-hmm. That must be because Josh Palmer's back. So we got, yeah. a, we got another point there. All right. Start Josh Palmer. Um, what are your favorite plays from this one? 
Uh, we, we, we hit on a little bit before with Eckler, um, over 46 and a half, uh, it's minus 115. Uh, I, I mean, I just don't see how this doesn't hit. I mean, he could do this obviously in one run, but I just feel like if you have a young quarterback, a quarterback that, you know, didn't necessarily play the best, uh, uh, competition in college, you probably want to rely on your star running back and get him going. Cause it has been a pretty tumultuous year for Eckler himself too. And, uh, so I, I like that on the other side of things, you want a Raiders prop again, they just played, they all almost were in the first ever NFL game that was zero zero that would have had uh, headed into overtime, which is also crazy. I'm shocked that never happened before. Um, but obviously the, the game ended uh, three, nothing, but I, I think, you know, O'Connell's been pretty mediocre to bad at times. I do think the one thing that he does well is he knows that his best player is Devontae Adams. Um, Devontae Adams is getting plus money for uh, over six and a half receptions. It's plus 108. Uh, I like that a lot too. If you look at uh, his target share the last uh, four games, 52%, 34%, 22%, 34.5%. Uh, um, like he gets a ton of targets going his way. 10 last week, back to back weeks, uh, 13 and 13. So like at least O'Connell knows that's his guy, which is a good thing. Uh, I'm not really necessarily excited about watching this game. I'm sure Al Michaels won't be either, but I think those should probably hit, especially getting plus money on Devontae Adams. So um, I think it'll be a close game, a tight game, probably a sloppy game, but um, I think those would, would win you some money. Yeah, those those are similar to the two props I had. I also have a clear over. It was 46 and a half last I checked. I mm-hmm. think the same thing, like they're going to have inconsistency at quarterback. They're going to need to run the ball. And the Raiders have allowed 111 rushing yards per game across the last, oh, eight games, seven games across the last seven games. So that's a fairly healthy amount. Eckler's only done this and have his games this year. But last week when they were threatening, like rotating him out, he was far more efficient of the three runners. Like I'm not worried about Spiller, you know, Joshua Kelly, like he had 5.1 yards per attempt last week versus Denver. I think he'll be fine. So I'm with you. I think they need to run the ball. And then Devonte Adams, I'm just taking his receiving yards prop instead of his catch prop, but same thing. You know, he's got 50% of the team's air yards. He's Aiden O'Connell's first read 36% of the time. So like, hello. So hopefully that will be happening. And, and what, we can count on for this game is that the judges can't defend the pass. They just can't like they, they just, they give everything up. So, you know, probably Eckler can go over his receiving yards prop uh, versus the Raiders and probably all the Raiders can go over their receiving yards props too. We don't know, but we like the rushing prop for Eckler and we like the receiving props for Devonte Adams simply because he is the alpha there. But here's one I want to ask you about. What about Easton stick? doesn't throw a touchdown because we're kind of, we're kind of betting on Eckler being the goal line guy, right? Plus one forty. I, um, I love that. I actually, that, the, the, my prop last week was the, uh, which I got wrong. The, the Trubisky, uh, Zappy unders, uh, that was a, ended up being a shootout, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's very possible. I think, uh, this game could pay out. Yeah, it's a, if you're getting plus money on that, uh, you have to do that. Uh, obviously, like you said, plus 140. Um, it, I, I think this game is going to be, I think it may be a push. I think it's going to be like a 17-14 mm-hmm. game. I definitely can see that happening. Um, so you're so, under, you're feeling the under? Yeah, or is yeah. it too low to take the under? Because sometimes uh, when they're that low, it's like, ah, it's so hard to take the under when the total's so low. Like last week, it felt like a trap and it ended up being a trap. Yes, that's I think it's in it's in trap territory. I also I wouldn't I wouldn't like taking the under in this one because I wouldn't be shocked. There's like a fumble return or interception return. Exactly. 
special right. teams, maybe. Defensive so, touchdowns. Yep. Yeah, I think we're going to see one of those in the game. It's going to be low scoring Agreed. offensively. And uh, I think out of the quarterbacks who's more likely to throw a touchdown pass, I think it's definitely Aiden O'Connell. And um, just because he's been yep. playing more. And yeah, and the Raiders have only allowed seven passing touchdowns across right. the last seven games. That's one per game. Right. I'm not, it's not like the Chargers. They yes. allow a lot of passing touchdowns. So I, I like that. I like that prop a lot on the under. I think it would All be right. the, uh, the uh, Eckler, maybe a Chargers defensive touchdown or something. I think, and like I said before, the the Raiders they're uh, giving three points because they're, they're at home. I, I think it's going to be a, like they'll win 17-14, some like in that range, and they'll so you're taking the Raiders. Push. I am taking the Raiders in this okay. one, just just basically because they're home, and I trust their backup a little bit more than than Easton Stick, and and maybe for the first round of the playoffs, um, for those who have Devontae Adams, he actually you know puts up a seven plus catch game with some a touchdown that'd be really really nice for everyone so i'd love that don't forget everybody that there are three saturday games this week so you really have to be careful about how you're you're in, we're in playoff week right don't let those thursday or saturday players start in your flex try to start them in the regular wide receiver running back tight end slot so that you have as much flexibility when we get news for Sunday, as far as injuries, because we've been getting, for instance, Jamar Chase popped up on the injury report this week of the knee thing. So, you know, just be smart about how you're setting your lineups and don't forget to set your lineups. It's very easy to forget about those three games on Saturday. They're all on NFL network. Uh, So we are going to have a long weekend of NFL football. Eddie, good luck. Thank you. Same to you. I hope I need uh, it. Team waiver. <laughs> I only have two matchup. buys. And out of your uh, hundred and twenty leagues, I like six six <laughs> playoffs. I only have two buys, but I'm I am glad for them. I have to say. Well, look for those listeners of waiver Everyone mm-hmm. knows that team waiver comes alive during the playoff time. Um, yeah, so we're almost I, there. I, I, I'm very excited for our you know our EP. Hopefully, we'll get something together with with everyone here. Fan, uh, playoff challenges and winning the playoff league. So I, I am confident in uh, in team WW. We won the playoff league last year, not to, you know, pat ourselves on the back, but as we should, we won the playoff league at extra points last year. And the year before that, we won like five grand in like a FPPC. We won third place. Look, the minute minute it's the postseason in any form, whether it's fantasy leagues or the NFL, like we're (laughs) going to, we're going to succeed. We are keeping an eye on it for you, uh, but we're not the only podcast on this network. Be sure you turn into Trendy three times a week. Lemon Pepper Parlay, uh, wave, uh, sorry, we're waiver wired. We are. Um, extra points. We we have a ton of content for you guys. Minus three is phenomenal. You'll just be cracking up all the time listening to Dave and Eddie and it, you just, it's great. You guys be sure you listen to all the podcasts on our network and we have a good recap episode on Friday. So if you don't have time to listen to all of them, listen to that because we'll put together the best excerpts from each podcast every week, every Friday. It is released uh, in partnership with Omaha and ESPN. So yay. Also follow our YouTube channel. How are we doing on our picks, Eddie? I had an okay week. Good. I thought it was going to be better. The Monday night game really screwed it up for me. Monday night games, which were aired at the same time. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the league. Yeah, there's the multiple. Uh, yeah, the, the league. I looked into that wide double Monday night, uh, same time, same kickoff time. That like, like we want to make it feel like it's a Sunday, like having multiple games on. So like <laughs> we're having the Saturday games, Thursday games, uh, multiple Monday night football games. But uh, you win eight five and one. We had a push this week. Uh, I went six seven one overall. You're ninety nine eighty eight and eight. I'm um, ninety six ninety one and eight. So we're I mean you were inching towards the 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 century mark there. You won three games over five hundred this week. So great job. Um, 
you know, everyone in the network is, I think, almost over 500 now. So we're, we're great as a network and uh, you're near the top of the leaderboard. So, um, yeah, great, great week for everyone. Well, thank goodness. Um, we're not just entertaining. Sometimes we get our picks right, too. Maybe we're not even entertaining. I don't no, know. No. Not, they're, they're, they're robotic, but smart. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I just want everyone to know I've got an article coming out on SI tomorrow and I'm not AI. But anyway, we won't <laughs> talk about that anymore. Um, friends, it's been awesome. Congratulations on making it to the playoffs. We will see you next week when you probably come through your bye and you're ready to really start crushing it because it is crunch time. It's winner go home. You're going to win. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you.